I got to admit, the uh, the cold open, a lot more boring when it's just me. So, there's that. Hello and welcome to episode 656 of the Two Hosers Photo Show. My name is Alan in Tübingen, Germany. And not with me for the first time in the history of ever is Adam, who is in Vancouver or Nanaimo or parts unknown. Uh, As we mentioned last week, it is the scheduling has gotten out of hand now that our kids are much older. Um, it's really it's it's impossible. It's actually impossible to find an overlap for our schedule. So I mean, Adam can obviously find you know an hour or two each week to do the show, as can I. But with the nine-hour time difference. Um, and just to find one hour that actually overlaps every week. Right now, in August, well, July into August, is impossible. So Adam will take a pause. He's going to brief hiatus for the rest of the summer. We'll, uh, we're we're going to sort some things out. There is a plan I guess. I don't think it's really a plan. I've had some offers and I wanted to acknowledge the offer before I even respond to them online uh, from the core group of, of longtime listeners who who have seem to have a, a offline chat, Instagram chat group. I think it's Instagram. I'm not part of it. Uh, where they dissect uh, all of Adam's nonsense really each week. So if you're not part of that, hit those guys up on Instagram and uh, you can get in on, in on the fun. Uh, they did offer me and Adam to, to join, but I kind of want you guys to have it on your own so you can rip, uh, well, hopefully it's 60-40 Adam, 60 Adam, 40 me, but go ahead and, and rip us behind our back. We're in. Okay, so with that, they have offered um, to sit in for Adam in, in, in various combinations of, of a, maybe two or three of them at once, or uh, we'll see how that goes. Now, the challenge, I'm, I'm up for that. By the way, I think that's a great idea. Uh, I'm always interested to hear from other people and and, and, and promote you know involvement and, and encourage participation. That's kind of what we, we love here. Um, so I'm, I'm, I, the plan is uh, great in theory. However, part of it is the the scheduling so look moving forward for this week it's going to be me flying solo and we'll see how that goes that could be a horrible error could be Lindbergh could be uh, Amelia Earhart we'll find out pretty soon but moving forward I think the next episode which will be a uh, monthly challenge I would like to have a few people on there so let's see if we can put that together midweek and we'll, we'll review the listener submissions for the monthly challenge and get uh, one or more of the, of the hosers faithful. The honorary hosers, I think they're calling themselves. Or maybe we call them that. I don't remember. Either way, 
Definitely possible, probably probable. Let's try and make it happen. In the meantime, for August, something else I've been considering is getting back to listener questions. So if anybody has any questions out there, fire them off on, I guess, on Instagram or uh, yeah, mail me, alan at alanatridge.com. Um, that's my actual personal email address, so don't pass it out to the cool kids. I don't want them crashing my party. But feel free to send in your questions. I'll, I'll answer, well, I'll try to answer most anything uh, that people fire off. And we'll go from there. So, Patreon. Before I forget, we still have a Patreon if you want to help. I say us, but help. right now it's helped me out. Uh, keep this show alive. We do have costs. There's costs involved in podcasting, despite there being 400 million podcasts. Everyone has at least two podcasts right now. and, and uh, But there are costs involved in hosting and, and uh, just web stuff in general. So if you want to help us out, go to our website, twohosers.com, find the Patreon link, and pledge a couple of bucks. Much appreciated, and once again, thank you to all the current Patreon patrons. Patrons? I don't even know what that means. So, what is going on? Is that how I started? What's going on in Vancouver? I don't know what's going on in Vancouver. Probably the same. Mild weather, good times. Uh, very expensive. Everything's very expensive. I don't know if Adam talks about that uh, whenever we say, hey, what's going on in Vancouver? Uh, but even, you know, inflation obviously going crazy everywhere, uh, including Germany. But uh, even before that, Vancouver is outlandishly expensive. It's like Switzerland, but more, but more expensive. And Switzerland is, is amazing and really expensive. But Vancouver even more so. So Maybe, maybe he's not talking about that. Totally worth it. Great, great city. I miss it. Uh, I'll be back in a couple of months, most likely. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, but that is, that is the plan moving forward. Um, but here, here, what's going on here? Well, despite what you're reading about the massive heat wave murdering the earth, boiling the boiling... Climate boiling, is that, this is the latest buzz, buzzword I'm hearing. Um, I think we got down to a, a, a high of nine overnight, or a low of nine, and uh, it's pouring rain, it's terrible weather. Summer is gone here in Germany. Despite the, the red on the map, it's actually miserable. For now, hopefully it turns around, get back out there. Still going to the Freibad, though, that's the main thing. Still got to get out there and go swimming but just just let everybody know uh i already miss global warming the old halcyon days of global warming seem to have passed us so yikes uh but it is school holidays my kids are out of school now we do it a little bit different in germany uh they, they it's it's kind of funny because in in europe in general they they stagger the summer holidays. So back in North, in, in Vancouver anyway, or Canada, I suppose, somewhere around the third week of June, fourth week of June, school's out, two months, come back the day after Labor Day, which is the first uh, Monday in September. And so that's just how it goes. Now, I think in, in America, you guys do it a little bit differently, come back a little bit earlier than that. But that's the general conceit. Uh, whereas over here, not only do we go later, 
we spread our, our vacation out over the year uh, for the kids, uh, like multiple spring breaks and whatnot. Uh, so it's a shorter, so it's six weeks off in the summer, but they also stagger them to sort of avoid the, the crowds at, uh, I don't know, in Florence or wherever, I'm, wherever anybody goes for vacation to go and see David and whatnot. Uh, the Vatican, they go see the Sistine Chapel, whatever people do here, they want to sort of spread that out. So some kids get off in June, some kids end of July, and mine are the end of July. So they're out now, and uh, I miss school already. Day two, and I miss I miss them being in school. So there you go. Uh, also, baseball, always baseball. Had a game yesterday. Nobody cares. We won. We're planning on moving up a league. You get the idea there. Reminder. Monthly challenge this month is hobbies, brought to you by the Donkey Lasher. That's actually the day after tomorrow. Tomorrow is, well, when this comes out, it'll be July 31th. And then uh, technically could have done the, the, the monthly challenge on that day, but I like to give everybody right to the last minute. So that'll be next next episode will be us going over the, the hobbies or hobby from Donkey Lasher, put that on. Right now, do put it on Instagram, even though I don't know what that's gonna look like moving forward. Uh, hashtag two hosers monthly challenge, hashtag hey hosers, but really, really, really cannot tell you enough. Please tag us at two hosers so that at least I can see it. And I think that means everybody else can then find it, uh, but I'm working on how to share that the best. Now, meanwhile, I'm trying to find the keys to my old Flickr account, to the Two Hosers Flickr account, uh, which is around here somewhere. I wish I put an air tag on it and then I'd be able to find it, but uh, I cannot. And even like the, 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 the joke, it's been so long that they even said, like, hey, forget your password. Well, we'll send an email to you to unlock it. And it is at some random Yahoo account that I don't even know if it exists. I'm, I, I assume somebody somewhere knows because they know everything, but I do not. So I have created a new one, which is not really functional yet because I have been extremely busy for a guy with no actual job. So there you go. So anyways, Thanks to Donkey Lasher. Post those up there, and we'll get to them. Someone will get to them next week, and we'll uh, hash those out. Uh, hey, Alan, that's me. Did you shoot anything interesting this week? Uh, I did. I did. I'm not going to post any of the pictures. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, I can't. Um, I did. I ran a, a two-day portrait photography workshop at my daughter's school which you know what let's talk about that a little bit more later that's going to be the topic today of how I ran that but uh, suffice to say because it's a school thing I didn't even bother asking permission nor do I want the responsibility of sharing any of those pictures but um, I did shoot some interesting things oh also I got a video Again, I won't, I'm not going to share, share this because of just, you know, rules, I suppose, rules. Uh, I, uh, my son's last day of grade four 
which uh, means he was he was excited. He finally got to, to he's going to a new school, and so he got to leave his elementary school. And what they do here is uh, all the rest of the kids from grades one to three all line up and form like a like a like a hand tunnel, like put their hands over their heads and make a tunnel. And all the graduating kids, graduating grade four, but they all run through the tunnel. And at the end, all the teachers are standing there with brooms pretending to sweep them off into their life or whatever it is they do. And then the kids run through and uh, get swept off and sprint out of the schoolyard. And that's it. That's how, that's how you graduate. And so my son was extremely excited. And uh, unfortunately, we had, we had bad weather. Uh, on that day, and so the the final assembly took place in inside the gymnasium, which went on for uh, ninety minutes, which is insane. But so they had, went in there. But here's the deal: at my kid's school, they aren't allowed to wear shoes inside the school for some reason. Uh, crazy to me to 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 imagine that. But they all have to bring house shoes. So a lot of them wear Crocs or slippers or whatever it is. So in the gym, they, they kept all their, their, their house shoes on. And then when this was over, they went outside on the soaking wet pavement to, to uh, do this little tunnel run. So my son was so excited. Like he's been waiting for this. My daughter had done it a couple years ago. Big moment. And uh, so he's the first one through the tunnel, comes sprinting out. All is good. At the last second, one of the teachers got way too into the sweeping and uh, had like a push broom. So he ended up just hooking his leg and tripping him. And down he went face first into the pavement, into the soaking wet pavement, all on video, mind you. And uh, so he was devastated. He was, it wasn't so much that he was embarrassed, which he a little bit was, even though it wasn't his fault. But uh that was that was his his exit from elementary school. Now the irony being, he is a humongous fan of fail videos on the internet, and now he is one, which he didn't think was that funny. So there you go, buddy. It was good. I think he's all laughing now. A couple days later, he thinks it's pretty funny. Uh, photo challenge. I never issued it last week. I knew that Adam wasn't going to be here, so I was just going to do my own which became a Spieltag, Spieltag, Spieltag cover. Spieltag means game day, as uh, the, the faithful listeners know, that, that every home game we have for either our softball team or our, uh, which is the first Bundesliga, or our top men's league team uh, in, the, in the Zweite Bundesliga, uh, we do have a, home, we have like a game day flyer, like a program. And so I shoot a... Uh, a unique cover, a fun cover every week for that, or every home game. It's not every week. Every home game, we shoot that. Throw it on Instagram, get it printed up, hand it out at the at the games. Um, now it started. It started just as having some fun. It started actually. The the real beginning was so they were doing this on their own without me. Just some some, some sort of stock baseball photos, which were kind of a little bit boring. Um, and then I took over, had some fun with it. And then after a couple, I decided uh, I was going to mimic the old posters that that they like from the uh, from like the late '80s. Remember, like the Bash Brothers. I guess it was '87, '88. Like uh, the first one was like Mark McGuire and 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 Canseco with the Bash Brothers, and then we had Don Mattingly, like the Hitman, and 
And there's a whole bunch of these uh, different different fun ones that they did. That looking back, they were cooler then than they are now. But I think technology and, and whatnot plays a role. And so we started having fun with that and just, just making off. I started making up, you know, random covers. And then uh, we started, we wanted one year for the uh, home opener, we decided to do the Bull Durham. Um, the guy pitching in his, in his, only his jock strap, pitching naked, the Tim Robbins, Nuke Lelouch character. So we did that, and that was the first movie one. And that, I think, maybe, maybe not. Um, and so that, that took off. Everyone, that was kind of the, the, the turning point where everyone started in Germany, at least, the Britain, the Germany baseball, um, caught on and everybody started loving them and looking forward to them. And so been doing them ever since. Um, and then last year, the girls just asked ladies, see girls sounds bad. People say, oh, girl, you can't say girls. They're not girls. They're women. But if I say the ladies, I get put on a list somewhere. So. Uh, they wanted to do them, but they they really love the movie spoof ideas, the takeoffs on, on take off on movies uh, specifically. So we've been kind of doing that, I think, every time. Uh, whereas sometimes I think it should be movies, it should be you know album covers or anything fun, just a just a magazine cover, really. Um, but we've been doing movies, and so as I mentioned, we shot one. And it just wasn't right. Now, Adam made fun of me last week for it, but uh, I'm not one to go halfway. I, I don't think we should bother. If it's not good, you don't use it. You don't just throw it out there. So I reshot it. And I think at the time we talked last week, it was about to be reshot, or I just shot it and hadn't worked on it yet, hadn't published it. Um, but one of the ladies on the team suggested why don't we do Lara Croft, the Tomb Raider, which I, I wish I, I had never thought of. I wish it was my idea. Can't believe I hadn't thought of it. And so I said, yeah, let's do it. So Celia came over. We, 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 she didn't have, uh, I asked, well, first question was, was like, do we want to do the Angelina or the Alicia, the new one, the new Tomb Raider, which is a little more action and a little bit less over, sexualized, which I'm kind of aware of. Um, and so we kind of went for something in the middle. Uh, she went, she she liked the, the original Angelina Jolie one. She knew her, she knew the video game from when she was a kid. She said her brother played the game and that's how she knew uh, Lara Croft. And then of course the Angelina, you know, made it famous. So we did a takeoff of that. And so here it is. This is the this is the Spieltag cover. Obviously, I I cre you know figured out how to make the chrome letters, which I had to do to watch a YouTube uh, tutorial because it's not just. I thought it would just be a setting like Shift Apple Chrome, and all of a sudden you got chrome letters. But uh, there's about nine thousand steps you got to do, which is no fun. But uh, I was able to find the the background, the the sort of whatever ancient Mayan Aztec background crazy thing Egyptian something I don't remember seeing I remember seeing the movie but I remember being more focused on Angelina than anything else so uh, found that and then basically just shot her in my basement this is three lights uh, you can see there's two backlights two hard backlights that are ungelled just bare no no uh, no umbrellas 
and then the key light is a half CTO in a softbox, a gridded softbox, camera right. And that's what's providing uh, all the, the main light. And then just the backlight gives us that nice edge around, uh, like the nice definition on her cheeks in, in particular and her shoulders. And the fun part is, this is what I really, I really appreciate about technology is that I didn't have to green screen this. I just shot this in my basement, didn't barely worried about the background, pulled her away from the background. That was it. And then shot it. And then basically clicked on, hey, Photoshop, go ahead and do the object selection, subject selection, which it did. Uh, I had to do a little bit of cleanup around like the, the, the knives on the side there, but that was about it. And the rest and boom, you pop it in. So. This one was actually kind of a rescue for the cover. We, it wasn't a ton of, ton of pre-production planning, but turned into one of my favorites that I've actually done. One of my favorites definitely this year, but in the last couple of years, really like it, really like uh, like her expression on this one too, which the, the only downside is, is she had put her hair in a ponytail specifically, specifically for this to kind of throw it to the side like uh, in the original poster, um, and in the other photos she does, she has the, 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 the ponytail sticking out perfectly, but this one, the, the look was just perfect and the ponytail wasn't there. So I toyed with the idea of photoshopping the ponytail in, but it just didn't look right. And so ultimately I went for um, the best photo versus the, all the details. So there you go. Thank you, Celia. Uh, and there you go. Topic. For this week, uh, as I mentioned, I, I did a, a workshop for my daughter's school. So at the end of the year, so long story how it works. You go, you, go to, you go to high school in grade five here until grade 12 or maybe 13, depends on what you do. You pick different tracks, okay? So you don't want me to get into all the details about how the school system works, but my kids, uh, she, so she goes to school, grade five to 12, and so on the last, the last week of school, two of the days, they offer a, a, a workshop, a sort of a, uh, people can volunteer their time, like people like myself, to come in and just do, run a workshop on literally anything. I could, I could have done baseball. I could have taken the kids to the park and we could have played baseball for two days. Um, so all the kids sign up. Uh, but I, I think there's like pottery or you can do clay cave cave going spelunking i guess you'd call it i'm not sure if that's even how it works rock climbing all kinds of things some better than others and so my daughter had said hey you know dad can can you do a photo one and obviously you know i want my daughter to love me and i uh, can't afford to buy her another pony so i said yeah of course of course i'll do that let's let's do that like, i i had no idea what to expect because, you know, like she never did this last year. It was canceled for the last couple of years because of Corona. And so I'd never seen her experience this. I didn't know what to do. I said, all right, fine. Put me down for two days. And then I forgot about it. And then all of a sudden the day came up and it was like, oh, no. So I had said, OK, uh, what do we do? Like, how do I how do I run this? How many kids? Like, it was really up to me. And so I said, all right, well, I'll just pick arbitrarily. I'll pick uh, how about 10 kids? How about 10? 10, 10 seems like a, a good number. And they said, what ages? I said, I don't know, grade 6 to 12. I, I have no idea. 
and so they, they did. They said, oh, sure, anyone can sign up. Um, how do you want to run this? I don't, I don't, I don't know. So my daughter said, hey, you, you're loud. It doesn't have to be at school. You can go, like, for example, you can go into town. So I said, oh, great. Well, how about the first day? The kids all meet me in the, in the old town. And we'll go around and take some photos. And then day two, we'll do in-studio stuff. And they said, great, let's do that. Done. So I had zero idea of what to expect from these kids. Do they even have cameras anymore? I don't want them to bring their other iPhones and shoot that. I wanted to shoot actual portrait. Sorry, it's portrait photography. It wasn't just a photo workshop. It was a portrait photo workshop. Because I think, you know, the kids like being on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Let's make them look good. So do the kids have cameras? Well, first of all, 10 of them signed up. One was six. We only had nine kids. Out of those nine kids, one kid brought a camera, which I didn't know ahead of time. I had no idea. Maybe, maybe they all show up. Maybe none of them. So I had borrowed some base model cameras. I forget what they are in Europe. Canon... 2000, T2000, whatever it was, 2000 something. Um, just a basic base model cameras, but the shoot raw, it's fine. Uh, borrowed those from my wife's school. They have a number of them. So I borrowed three kit, three sets, just with the basic 18 to 55 kit lens, something they could go and beat around and, and not be too high risk. I would have preferred actually the kids to have the, the, the 50 mil F1.8. But uh, in this case, the price was right at pretty much zero. So that's what we went with. So I brought those into town, packed them all on my bike, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I said, okay, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to start. Now, I'm inter interested to know where you would start. If you were going to teach a photo class at your kid's school, a portrait photography class, to kids who know nothing, who have zero, zero background, where do you start? Uh, do you start with the exposure triangle and explain what ISO is or aperture and the relationship to it all? I did not want to. I had three hours the first day and three hours the second day. So I wanted to get into it. So I said, hey, let's, you know, here, here's, what, here's what we'll do. Meet me in the old town, 9 a.m., Monday morning. Uh, it's summertime, going to be awesome, sunny weather. We're going to shoot available light. That's how, that's how we're going to do this. So what, my plan was it's going to be nice and bright and sunny. But when you look at the, all the old half timber houses of the old, old town, the Altstadt, you can find it is amazing for open shade. Even right at noon, you can find stuff. Uh, when the sun's straight up and down, you can still find cool backgrounds and open shade and so I wanted to teach them, okay, great. Like, here's how light is, but here's what we're looking for. Plan fell apart right away. So everybody, we, we met there, but it was overcast. Like, completely gray overcast. One giant softbox over the whole city. Which, unfortunately, is great for, for people photos. Everyone looked, looked fantastic. But that's not really good for learning. You know, you don't, you, you want to get a little bit, you make a little bit of effort. So, but you play the hand you're dealt, off we went. So first things first, rather than explain everything to them, what ISO and everything means, I just wanted to get into it. So I set 
all the cameras to ISO 800, uh, put it on AV mode at F 5.6. Why 5.6? Well, the, the 18 to 55 is a 3.5 to 5.6 variable aperture. Max aperture, min aperture, I think it's max. Uh, it varies. So if I want to keep everything consistent and not introduce more variables to these kids, I just set it at 5.6, even though that's not my favorite. I'd rather shoot it at 4, but as soon as they zoom into 55, it's going to automatically go to 5.6, and now they're not going to know what happened. So 5.6 it was for the day. And then I didn't bother explaining any part of the triangle. So where do we start from there? And that was it. Now, now here, here. Here, kids, you have a camera. Uh, step one was, please put the strap over your head. I don't want you to drop the camera on the, the cobblestones because that's not going to be fun. Uh, and then I said, hey, how do we make people look good? What, what's the plan? So I showed them the difference between uh, a wide angle in close and a telephoto from far away. Back up, zoom in. I explained the difference between a zoom lens and a telephoto lens, which is actually kind of important. But basically, my, my one tip for everybody to start, no matter what camera you're, camera you're using, back up, zoom in, you look better. So I showed them that. Minds were blown, first of all, which is great. I was like, that's a good sign because now I know where we're headed. So we did that. Next up. Now, I, actually, I do. I'd like to hear how you would go about this. What, what, what would your order be? Would it be different than this? Would you, what do you think is important? To come up next once you go over wide versus versus telephoto for people next for me the most important thing that's going to to have a, a direct impact is the concept of headroom now we have the rule of thirds which spoiler alert is coming up next but for me it's headroom is always the the, the biggest differentiator is that a word between uh, somebody who is halfway good at this, at taking photos, and someone who does not know what they're doing. It's, it, you could look at the headroom. Um, so that's what I explained to them. I showed them the difference here. You know, s s Do you always want to have it clipped here? No. Sometimes you want to include the half timber houses. But in this case, we want people to look good. Let's get rid of that, that headroom. And then I did explain to them, I brought chalk. That's, that was uh, sidewalk chalk. And basically wrote on the on the cobblestones and showed you know showed them a diagram of the quote unquote rule of thirds. Really, it's the Vorschläge of thirds, the suggestion of thirds. It's never a rule, but our eyes do like it. And so I explained how that works and where to put the eyes and all all the things that you would imagine. Got that? They seemed to really like that. Actually, that was they responded very very well to that. Uh, when I say they, I mean the students, all nine students. Which, interestingly enough, was eight girls and one boy, which I thought was pretty funny. I figured it'd be kind of right down the middle, uh, you know, half and half. But for some reason, this one really resonated with uh, the girls. So we, after that, we did rule of thirds. They loved it. That seemed to that seemed to be one of their biggest takeaways, actually, because after each each. Uh, hour or so, but specifically at the end of the day, I asked them, you know, what they learned, what their takeaways were, you know, what they could build on, and that was a big one. Uh, next up, we talked about backgrounds. 
and not just interesting backgrounds, but about the entire concept of distance from subject to background. Because that's when you're brand new, you don't even think about that. I mean, I remember my first day at, not my first day, my first month at film school, when we're setting up to do an interview, like a documentary interview with somebody. And my teacher at the time, a documentary filmmaker on his own, basically just said, hey, where, where else could that could your subject sit? And then I remember I, I moved him to the middle of the room and he said, your, your, your shot just became a thousand times more interesting. And that, that was ooh, 1998. And that, that, that has stuck with me. That, that, I, that concept of, of separation between your, your, your subject and your background, making things more interesting, which again, isn't a rule. Sometimes you want them up right up against the background, but in, normally you don't. So explain to the kids about uh, the concept of, of the background distance about how you can make it infinitely more interesting if, if you're to you pull them away, or turn them to the side, whatever it is, change that background. Um, and they ran with that. Uh, after that, boom, we started talking about perspective, how to create, you know, converging lines. I explained that, hey, you know, great, photos are, we have, they're, they're, they're this, this wide, they're this tall. What about the depth? How do we create the, the, the uh, illusion that we're looking into something and uh, explain converging lines and the uh, shrinking objects, which I don't know if that's the, is that the proper way to say that, the shrinking objects, but like how telephone poles get smaller in the distance and you know they don't get smaller, therefore it's distance. So explain that. We walked around, they, they took turns shooting photos of each other and, and, and the good part, the fantastic part about digital is that they can go and just make a million mistakes, like mistake, 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 and they learn from it very quickly. Um, that's the first thing I asked them was like, are you guys having fun? And are you making mistakes? And sheepishly, yeah, that's important. You wanna go out there and fail, um, but I do advise you to learn, and on top of that, learn quickly. That's what I teach my kids, learn faster which is what, they, what, what they're doing with the digital cameras. So at the very end, with about 15 minutes left, I whipped out the, uh, the bounce board, the, uh, like the disc that I have, and introduced the idea of adding light, which was a little bit difficult because we still had soft, you know, overhead softbox situation. Um, but there's a few spots where we you know, could use the silver and kind of bounce some light in and shape the light. And they thought that was amazing. So this was all, this was the first day we went, went all around town, shot some environmental portraits uh, uh, all around town, learned all of these things in the span of a little bit under three hours when at that point the skies opened up uh, in rain and so we called it a day. So that was it, first day learning all those techniques. Day two, we moved into the studio. They gave me a classroom uh, that I got to basically pull all the chairs and tables out and set up a studio in there. And so same thing, 9 a.m. start. Uh, we just moved around the studio, just walked around, and I introduced the kids to the concept of the on-camera pop-up flash and just how amazing it isn't. And they agreed very quickly. So basically, I basically just set the cameras to manual, put like an ISO 100, 
f5.6, one two hundredth of a second sync uh, or shutter speed, and then just popped the, the flash up and had him walk around and ex explain the idea of ETTL to them very quickly, what's going on, and let them just take pictures. And they were horrified, as you should be, because the pop-up flash is uh, terrible. I don't, I don't know if I've ever taken a good photo with one. It's, 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 it's really hard to do. Waste of time. But they learned that really quickly. And then so what we did was they moved around the room, and I, I had them have their subject you know, stand next to the, the wall and then slowly pull them out and watch what happens to the light um, on the wall. Watch the falloff happen. So the light on their subject stays the same because they maintain the same distance, but watching the nature of the light falling off against the wall. And they thought that was fantastic. Okay, great. That makes sense. Next up, I said, uh, all right, well, I brought my, my 580 on-camera flash, which I use almost never, and threw that on their camera for them and said, hey, walk around, try this now. This is a much more powerful. Uh, it's much larger light compared to the pop-up. But we're going to continue to shoot it on axis and see what happens. Well, the results were decidedly better than the pop-up. However, as you probably well know, if you're still listening, uh, terrible. Just ter still, still bad, but, but better. And so, you know, much more powerful and all that. And we, we walked around that. And then I showed them the bounce flash. And there was an audible gasp in the room when they saw the image. <gasps> like just, just that one little thing about, okay, what if we change the direction? What happens? First of all, so I bounced it against the white background that I, that I had set up. So I used that. It was a massive, massive uh, source of light at this point. So it had beautiful wraparound light effect. And coming from a different direction. The, the, the difference is about a million percent, roughly, give or take. And that that got them off and running. Okay, great. Let's do bounce flash. So they tried that. We went, walked around the room, did bounce flash. Uh, and then I set up, we had the white background studio set up, but I just wanted to do off-camera flash with them. So we started simple. Start, started with one light, which is what you, if you're new, you should start with. Start. Don't add variables. Start with one light, one hard light. Don't even put it in that you don't don't modify the light yet. You'll get there. So I threw one on there on there, did a hard light and just showed them, okay, boom, here, here. Watch where we put the light in different spots, watch what happens. Just moved it around them, around like all like a 360 around the subject. What happens with the backlight, front light, side light, all the different things. They thought that was amazing, of course. Um, and then and then we got to the good stuff. And then I threw an umbrella on. And an, yet another audible gasp. Um, not, I mean, again, to be clear, this was just more so for what is possible because I invented none of this. Just in case you think I'm pumping my own tires, uh, quite the opposite. It's, it's, this is all stuff that exists that you know full well, but the, I'm, I'm, think back to the first time you were shooting off-camera flash and, and the difference it made. That's what I got to experience with these kids when, when they, were, they were discovering this for the first time. It reminded me of, of the first time I got to do this, and was, it, was, it was pretty awesome. 
So we threw that, showed them soft light, how to angle the, the, the flash. Like if I, if I angle the umbrella right in their face or if I feather it, what happens? We move it closer, further, move it all around the room. What happens to the background? They got to pick up all that. Um, and then we added a fill light. And I showed them, hey, what happens if we if the, the fill light and the key light are both the same power? Bleh, we're back to being flat-ish. So I showed them lighting ratios. It's like, well, of course you want a four to one, which means two stops. I didn't tell them that. But I did say, what if this one isn't as powerful as this one? The fill lights, you know, maybe uh, maybe the, the, the key lights on a one quarter power and the, the fill is on one sixteenth. And that's going to give us a kind of a nice lighting ratio. So they thought that was fantastic. Hey, great. We can fill in the backside of their face. Um, Show them the difference between broad lighting and uh, short lighting and why. They all like short lighting better, unsurprisingly. Uh, explain the difference there. And then we added a hair light. Because so I said, look, like this is nice, but, but they're, they're, they're not popping from the background. So we added a hair light. So now we've got three lights set up. And once we shot around with that a little bit, boom, added the white background. So the white background was always there. We just weren't lighting it. So it was basically gray or black or whatever was happening on each shot. I said, all right, I'm going to light that up. So now we had five, five flashes going, light it up, have a white background, and let's run with it. And that was where they really, they, they I didn't know how to say it. That was where they really took flight. They, they thought this was the greatest. And for me, it was great to just hand them the flash trigger and say, go, have fun with it. Uh, you know, you make, make, make mistakes, make, make, have experiment. Position your subject, where, where do you want them to be? You know, where, where do you want the lights to be? Move it around, uh, which, which they did. Now, the only issue was that on the cheap cannons I had borrowed, because there's those basic entry-level models, which are very, very, I wouldn't say full-featured, with what I'm about to tell you, but but they you, they can do a lot. It's a great camera to beat around with, but the the center pin on the the hot shoe is missing for some reason, which meant that with the old trigger I have, it it wouldn't trigger it. So the the kids couldn't use the cheap cannons for the studio shots, unfortunately. Not to mention, and now if if it had a a uh, a sync cable port, whatever you call those, uh, I could have rigged something up there. They don't have those either, so they they kind of cut a few corners or or purposely disable those cameras, I guess, uh, for whatever reason. So you can't do this. But luckily, one of the the, the student who brought her camera, she had she brought a uh, an old thirty D which was fully capable of doing this, a great camera for this kind of thing. So you know, she was very gracious and let everyone use it, and uh, everyone got to shoot around with that. And we shot, I made them shoot raw so that later on I could pick out a few winners and uh, tune those up and give them to them, give them a bunch of their photos that they shot on the day. Like they shot about like a group of eight, nine kids shot like 2,000 photos over the two days. Um, and I had also brought my my R6 and snapped a couple of pro shots to give them, just to also show them, you know, 
the difference between lenses like the 85 mil on the R6 versus the kit lens on the 2000 or whatever it's called. And just so they can see the difference and appreciate where that, where that engineering and, and money goes uh, and group shot and all that stuff. So, so that was another three hours, uh, much like this podcast. Uh, so six hours total. Now, they all wanted, they loved it. They had a great time. They all want to do it again next year, which is kind of funny. I, hopefully, we'll get, you know, 10 new students. But it's, to me, that was a good sign. I went through, asked them, hey, what'd you learn? What was your takeaways? You know, what will you, what will you use mo- moving forward, even with your iPhone photos? And, and they seemed to retain uh, far more information than I thought they would. Because this is like, what is this, like a six-month program in six hours? Like, that was really, really jam-packed. Uh, so anyway, that's a good sign, even though I'm not really interested in, in showing them photography. I just want my daughter to think I'm cool. And, uh, and then all the kids to think that she's the coolest kid at the school because she has the coolest dad, you know, social engineering. That's how we do. So there's that all in all, uh, it was a great experience. I, I highly recommend that if you have an opportunity to do that, that you offer that and, and, and teach, uh, do that at your kid's school if you have it, or a friend's school, neighbor's school, whatever it is. It's a, it was a great experience, and forcing me to teach part in German, part in English, um, reminded me of, of first of all the the, the joy of, of discovering photography, um, but also trying to explain it. it. Sort of made me have to work a little harder, and uh, I don't know. It, it, it it's benefited me quite well. So. Hopefully my my pictures start to get better again. That's the plan. All right. Uh, Challenge for next week is, I wasn't going to announce it because it's just me, but it is the monthly challenge next month or next week. That is Hobbies from Donkey Lasher. Check him out on Instagram. Uh, Throw that up on Instagram. Hashtag two hosers monthly challenge. Hashtag hey hosers. Please, please, please tag us at two hosers. And we'll talk about that and then get the flicker up and running. I encourage everyone to tune in next week just to see how that works. Uh, I'm interested myself. Not sure how it's going to go. Let's shoot the rehearsal, I guess. That's what we'll do. Websites. Still Adam, not on the web, which is fine because he's not even on this show. Uh, my stuff at alanatridge.com, although I'll be honest with you. That is extremely old. I have not updated that since the internet was invented. Hashtag Al Gore. Um, my stuff at Holtzfeller Woodworking is at least a month old. I, I've been, like I said, I've been extremely busy. About to get that fired up again, though, because I'm going to completely, completely renovate my bathroom upstairs. And so there'll be a lot more content on that. But check it out at HoltzfellerWoodworking.com. But all things hosers related, the two of us at twohosers.com, where you can go to find all the links, the photos, everything I just talked about. And that's it. Until next week, get out there and make better photos. (laughs) 